What is up, everybody? Joe Sib here, sitting across from a co-host. Anaya Bogue. Rad Parenting, officially kicking it off right now. Got a great show for you. First of all, a little bit of business. If you have any questions, concerns, emails, ideas for shows, you can always email us at radparenting at gmail.com. Also, we are still continuing the beta test group that Anaya's put together. Great response so far. If you still want to be a part of that, there's a few spots open. It's an amazing program. It is for free, and you need to sign up right now. Go to rad, just email us, radparenting at gmail.com. And there's a woman by the name of Nicole. We're not going to say your last name, Nicole, but you've got three kids, and you want to be a candidate for the beta test group, but we can't email you back. For some reason, something's going wrong with your email, so please email us again. Yeah, the Nicole, just to be specific, to help her out a little, the Nicole that has a 12-year-old and a set of nine-year-old twins, you're such a great candidate for for this beta group, and we are not able to get back to you, and I really want you to be a part of it. And I got a strong feeling that there's no uh, two Nicoles that have a 12-year-old and a set of twins. Because that right there is game on no right kidding. there. Anaya, how are you this week? I'm pretty good. I'm hanging in. Hanging in there. Yep. Hanging in there. It is chilly in California it as is. we speak. I think when the sun goes away, like even for a day or two, which is so rare, it somehow it just totally, it's a struggle to be like yeah. as light and bright as we usually are. As we track this episode, it's May 1st too. Yeah. How did that happen? Jeez Louise. Yeah. Check this out. You ready right now? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this on you. Oops. Sorry. Okay. I just kicked your foot. Uh, <laughs> 20 years ago today, uh, Karen and I were sitting down for our, what is it? The dinner before your wedding. Wow. Yeah. And today we are talking about it. Tomorrow's our 20 year anniversary being married. And just for uh, an insight, just so you guys get an insight into being married for 20 years, because right now you're like, wow, what are you guys going to do for your 20th anniversary? I will be on a plane flying to New Jersey, <laughs> and Karen will, will be not. here uh, dealing with our teenagers. And that's the mess that we got ourselves into. Just throwing that out there right now. Anyone that's thinking about getting married, just uh, rewind this part of the show because that's what happens uh, uh, at 20 years into it. You want to celebrate, but you can't. And this morning we were sitting there just looking at each other going, what? how did we get to this point in our lives? Yep. But you know what? We're like warriors. We're like, I, I feel now I could answer a lot of questions on being married for 20 years because I, I feel that I don't, I'm not, a, like you're an expert. Mm. But now I feel like I could throw out some knowledge to people about what it takes to stay together for 20 years. And let's, let's qualify that, to you, stay together think? and still want to be together like, yeah. for all the, all the right reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, for sure. And I would also qualify that I think that you know probably what's made it, uh, you know, as you and Karen sat and we're like, oh my gosh, how do we get this far? It would have been an easier journey for sure had you not had two kids. Oh, absolutely. It also would have had a lot fewer, you know, great moments um, and, and many fewer challenging ones. Yeah. Well, you know what? I know how you're just kind of like stepping over the words to say, basically, having kids is a workout. It is. And anyone that's listening to this show, you're already acknowledging, hey, I want to be a better parent. Uh, I want to get, you know, I always use the analogy of the toolbox. I want to have a better toolbox. I want to do, and you know, we all say the same thing. I want to do things differently than maybe my parents did with me. That's the reason why you spend uh, 25 to 40 minutes a week listening to Rad Parenting. The reason I do the show is, is because I want 
to be a better parent. And I'm and I say this all the time, you guys. If if you're listening to this show, maybe a first time listener, or you just begun the journey with us since you discovered us on iTunes when they were so nice to put us on the front page, know this right off the bat. And I'm speaking for myself. I I I'm I'm the example to do this. To, the reason I do this podcast is because of all the mistakes I've made. Straight up, like even the show we're going to do today, mm-hmm. I've learned uh, so much what not to do by doing this show. And if you know, if I could do it all over again, uh, I probably would have started this podcast like ten years before I had kids. <laughs> Hi, I'm Joe Sib, and I'm 15. What's up? <laughs> I want to learn about being a parent. Wow, I heard it's gnarly. <laughs> I've, yeah, seriously. Hey, speaking of diving into the show, let's uh, let's do that. Uh, this has been a topic. It's come in our email uh, often. More, on, yeah, yeah. But it was never really, it was what it took for me to go, hey, let's do a show on this, was getting five or six different emails that would bring up, uh, hey, sometimes my spouse and I, sometimes my partner and I start to argue and the children are in the room, the children are in the house. Uh, how does that affect our children? How does that affect our household dynamic when we argue in front of each other with our children there. So basically, it's, we did a show a while ago um, on when you have a blowout in front of your children and then you have to repair the rupture. We mm-hmm. did a show on that a while ago. And that was actually, it was a big emotion, small minds. That was a really popular episode that we did. But today's show is really going to just dive into the nitty gritty of you're with your partner and let's say dinner's being made and everyone's at the table or you know some people are in the living room and just one thing leads to another uh, and it's a conversation that between you and your partner, triggers start to happen. And this can be any type of conversation, but we're all of a sudden it's bickering, little little arguing going back and forth. What I like to say, a couple burners, like throwing a little burner <laughs> out there like, like, oh yeah, I'm sure that's going to be fun when your mother's there. What do you mean by that? Well, I'm just saying your mother-in-law's, my mother-in-law's super fun. You know, like just going back and forth. Why do you have to say that? Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. All of a sudden, full on argument starts to happen. Voices are loud. People are yelling. There might be some F-bombs, you know, that yep. could happen. Before you know it, the kids are looking at mom and dad and they're saying, wow, okay, how did we get to this point? And the big question that we've been asked in numerous emails is, A, what can we do to not argue in front of the kids? How, and then the second part of the question is, how important is it not to argue in front of our children? So I'm throwing that out on the table right now. I have some thoughts and ideas. But okay. Anaya, Okay. I set you so, up. So, yep, you, uh, you did. Okay, so let me start by saying that uh, our goal in relationship is not, in my opinion, the absence of conflict. When you have two or more people, and therefore two or more p- personalities and value systems and blah, 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 interacting in any, any you know, context, there is going to be the potential for conflict. So we're not trying to model that uh, a relationship should not have any conflict. You know, your dad and I, your mom and I, or whatever, you know, you know, we're, yeah, we're just always just blissfully happy and everything's good and you shouldn't, you know, because that's going to send the message to your child that any relationship that does have conflict has something fundamentally wrong with it. And that's just not reality. What we need to show them, in my opinion, is we need to model what it looks like to be in conflict with another human being and navigate that conflict in a way that is respectful to both yourself 
and to the person with whom you are engaged in conflict. And so it's not about not doing it. It's about how you do it with some awareness around what are we modeling for our kids? How would we want them to move through the world? As always, it always comes back to that, thinking about where am I in this and what, what is it I'm wanting to model for my kids so that they have the tools to carry themselves in the world? Yeah. The first point that you made right there where you're saying, and I think it's important you mention that, that there is going to be conflict between you and your partner. It mm-hmm. is going to happen. It's going to happen when you're in the car driving. It's going to happen when you're at home and you're, like I said, making dinner or just being around the house. There is going to be conflict. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's great that you address that if you don't have that conflict, then it's, it's a weird dynamic like, yeah, my mom and dad just never, ever really showed any... Uh, passion on a point or not on a point and or my dad would talk to my mom super rude and my mom wouldn't call her call him out on it or my mom would talk super rude to my dad or and they exactly. would you know, boom boom because I've seen that dynamic where yep. you're like wow that was really rude we're not going to address that okay right because we don't want to argue in front of our right. children so one person is stuffing and that's never good that's it's not good behavior to model for your kids it's and it's definitely not healthy for you so having big emotions I mean emotions are emotions feelings are feelings um it's, it's the, the, the concern is, so with that last, let's talk for a minute, let's unpack that a little bit, that idea of like, so one parent is lobbing insults or burners. burners. <laughs> Throwing the burners. And the other one is not setting boundaries, which could be as simple as, please don't talk to me like that. That's not okay. Or that's really hurtful. I'd appreciate if you didn't do that. So it's not, th- th- like those two examples are options of, Showing your kids, like so, one one person in the in the room here just lobbed a rude comment or whatever, whether it was intended to be hurtful or not, and the other person did what they're supposed to do, what they have the inherent right to do, and that is to say, this in some way does not make me feel well. Please, please stop doing that. That feels disrespectful to me. That whatever. Quick example: last night, Karen and I were going through something, and I'm getting ready to split to go on the road. So there's this back and forth, like I'm packing. Okay, how are we going to get so-and-so to this for, you know, baseball practice on this day? And we're just going through and it's a lot, you mm-hmm. know, because I have to split. So she she's picking up the slack and we were having these conversations and it was just late and she was tired and I could tell like the irritability was, mm-hmm. was you know, starting to come there, which I totally got because we've been trying to get everything situated for me to split for this next couple of days. With that said, we kind of went tit for tat on something and it was bam, 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 no burners, but just like boom, 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 just a little volley of, mm-hmm. of, of some negative back and forth. Yeah. And I went, hey, I'm going to go downstairs. Uh, and I cruised downstairs. And then it was great because the kids were there. And then Karen yelled, hey. And I'm like, what? And she's like, I'm not mad at you. I'm just done talking about this tonight. And I great. said, thanks, babe. I totally get it. I, I kept, you know, I go, I get it. I was running it into the ground. Okay, love you, love you. Done. Yeah. Now, I thought it was cool because we literally yelled it through the house, yes. which I know some people don't yell in their house. In our household, I mean, it's just a lot of loud voices and loud noises all the time. But what I loved about it was even though the kids were in their rooms, they didn't even acknowledge it. But I love that it subliminally went into their mind of hearing their mom say, hey, I was being lame. No offense. Right. Just I'm tired. Yes. I want to call it a day. And I And for me as her partner, it was like, no hangover. Thanks for saying that. Right. Yeah. Beautiful. I mean, that Learning was, moment. that was incredible. That was exactly, you know, um, all the, all the important bits were in there. 
whatever, whatever. Is that uh, the type of modeling you're talking about? It is because there's some, the key things in there that you're modeling are not, you know, clearly there had been a conflict. I love that Karen uh, uh, and, and assuming, let me just, I'll do this directly and then I'll, and then I'll throw in a side note. I love that Karen took responsibility and addressed where, you know, like wherever it had been left when you two parted ways for that moment, I assume because it had escalated to a point of you being like, okay, it's time for me to like take a it beat. It wasn't an argument, but it was just a, it was a tit for tat, like bop, bop, bop. You could feel like, the oh, tension okay, cool. building. There's some tension yeah, that's going to happen sure. in a second. So I love that she called out like, you know, hey, you know, I'm not mad at you. I, this is just, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I've yes. been driving people around all day and now you want to come in here and talk to me about what we're going to do about baseball on Saturday. You know what? Go do your shows. Have a good time. I'll handle it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> now, and the one, the one caveat I would make there and that this is the side note is it, it, please be aware that if one partner is always the one to be doing that, that's problematic. It really should be both should, I hate that word should, but I think, you know, you get, you get the, like, it's really important in this modeling and also for the health of your relationship that it really is balanced, that there's, it's not always one person taking responsibility and the other person sort of receiving whatever the apology or the explanation or whatever. Um, unless in some cases, you know, it really is one person's always like hitting it hard. And then, but, and the reason that that, that can be a potential concern is it may mean that the person that's always doing what Karen did last night, is just like wanting to just end the conflict and is stuffing, is stuffing the feeling, is stuffing her own need, is stuffing her own boundary and just kind of wants to smooth everything over and make it better, which will only, that's like the analogy I've been using a lot lately, not here, but in general is it's, it's not dissimilar to I'm going to clean my house by stuffing everything in the closet. Well, is your house really clean? Well, it looks clean, but it's really just because I've stuffed everything into the closet. And if we open it up, it's going to come barreling out and it's going to hurt somebody. So we want to just be aware of yourself. Am I stuffing? You know, I can, I'm good with taking responsibility, but I, did I just make that okay? Um, or was it really at a place of completion and I was good with taking responsibility? And I also see my partner doing, you know, taking their turn with that as well. Great point you bringing that up. And for the record, it's usually me blowing it. And I'm the person <laughs> saying, sorry, I said that. I was just tired. And this time it was Karen. So I feel like there is a good balance nice. there. I just had to throw that in there. Yeah. And I'm also going to throw this in too. If you open up any of the closets in our house, they are jam packed with a million things. <laughs> so I'm not going to let you use that analogy. Our house is clean. <laughs> just don't open our closets. Hey, uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to go into the whole, uh, the whole moment of when the arguing just starts. And it's just like train is on. You better get out of the way because we're going to argument town right now. And these little faces are in the room. What are we going to do to stop it? The train left the station. Okay. That's what we're going to do right after this break. You're listening to Rad Parenting. My name is Joe Sip. And an Ampo. Back after this. Rad Parenting, Joe Sib here hanging out with Anaya Bogue. We're talking about uh, when it gets heated, arguments. Yes. I just used the analogy of the train leaving the station and what can you do to stop that from happening? Right. Any, uh, I want to kind of go through maybe some steps in here. Okay. So if you, uh, you know, whatever, and we've all been there. So whatever your state of mind or your state of being is, and, and for whatever reason, something is said that hits hard or it escalates into Trigger. something. Yep. You're triggered. So just like we talked about in the previous episode, um, about 
always looking at yourself first. And this is tough. I mean, let me just acknowledge first. I understand that in the heat of the moment, this sort of thing can be difficult and you're not going to get it right the first several times. The first step is just to start having consciousness around it, right? Like set the intention when you and your partner are in a really good space together, be like, you know whatever, I was listening to Rad Parenting or I've been thinking about, you know, how we tend to deal with conflict in our house and now that we've got little people around, whatever, I, I want us to figure out as a team how we can navigate this. I love that you're bringing that up because you're basically adding that into, hey, we're going to talk about maybe the way uh, who works mm -hmm. once we have kids. Yes. Uh, we're talking about the religion. Yep. Uh, we're talking about our sex life. Yep. Hey, I got an idea I want to throw out. You know when you and I want to totally go at it, not up in the bedroom, but literally yelling at each other because yeah. I just made you so angry yeah. or you made me so angry and it's just like, whoa, I can't wait to really lay into you because yeah. I need to. How are we going to do that right. once we have kids? I love that you brought that yes. up. That's so, a great way to look uh, yeah. into it. And, and so... And, and not only that, but I, in my opinion, it will be much more successful if it feels like a we thing because the ego creeps in very quickly and we can feel like if one person's like, you know, so well, I'm doing this, like it almost feels sort of holier than thou and, and, and the other person, especially in the moment of conflict may just, that may just be fuel on the fire. So if you can come at it from the beginning, set the intention together, it will be more effective anyway and say, I think, why don't we create a plan for when things start to get heated between us and we know the kids are around? Um, because here, it's a fact. So let me go on record now as saying, it is highly unsettling to children to see, not their, not their parents dealing with conflict in a healthy way, like having an argument and talking through it and being respectful of each other's positions. And even if it means you agree to disagree, okay, that would be the ideal. When parents, the people that are like sort of holding the container of safety and love for, for their children, when a little person feels that cracking or, and even if it's not, you could be like in your adult brain, you're like, this is no big deal. Like we do this all the time and somehow we get, you know, we get through it. Obviously I would encourage you to take a look at your relationship because really if you are, if you have respect for each other I think that there is something important to be said for you know how do you actually feel when your partner's throwing burners at you or swearing at you or whatever your brand of of conflict or not conflict but arguing is with your partner um there might be something to look at there first like are we like do I feel like my partner's handling this in a respectful way? Am I handling this in a respectful way when we have disagreements? So definitely look at that first. Then the second thing is, how do you navigate those moments of conflict and argument when your kids are around? Well, it is going to be unsettling to your kids. It's going to make them feel unsafe. It's going to make them feel like the foundation is shaking. If they see the two people that are so sort of holding holding the, the, the fort together and are their strong foundation are in a state of heavy arguing with each other. So it is really important if you feel it escalating that one or both of you have a way of signaling each other because we only have control over ourselves, right? So if you and I, Joe, were in an argument together, I would want us to set something up where if I can feel myself getting to the point of like, I'm going to lose control, I'm going to say something that, and I definitely don't want that happening in front of the kids. I also need to look at it, losing control, just the two of us in terms of our relationship, but now the stakes are higher. I am going to say something to you. Maybe it's a safe word. Maybe it's something that you know is serious when I throw it out there to say, we need to stop this for now. Or... I'm getting more heated than I want to be right now. And that is your signal to your partner who can hopefully, even in that sort of increasingly heated moment, go, 
okay, yep, we have a deal here. It's, this is not just about you and me anymore. We are on stage and these ears and eyes are present and we need to handle this in a way that will model for them the way that we would want them to move through the world. So at that point, you hit the pause button. And I, I'm going to say that if at all possible, if you can just it's always acceptable for you to, you know, we need to just go and, and, and talk this through right now and make sure your kids are okay to be doing whatever. That obviously doesn't work with little toddlers and stuff like that. But it's, the idea is not to sh try to fool your kids into thinking that the two of you never fight or never argue or whatever. The key is to show them that you have tools in place to get through conflict and disagreement without letting it escalate to the point that they feel like their world is being rocked. I love the idea of a safe word. Yeah, and it has to be something that's taken seriously. It has to be something that the two of you agree upon. And it may just be as simply as I need to step away right now and the other partner needs to let that person do that. I need to step away for a minute and take a breather. I need to go for a walk around the block and take a breather. Can you do you mind watching, you know, the kids for for 5 while I go do that? And and please, folks, as much as in that moment, you know, our ego is like, "No, you're we're going to do this right now." You know, that I want to talk about this right now. I can't wait 10 minutes to get back to this please like push back against that urge for the sake of your kids to, um, to be able to just create a little bit of space so that you can come back together and have continue to have a more constructive um, navigation of the conflict that you're dealing with. Absolutely. And, and, and one thing that I've realized is that when you're able to, you know, I don't have a safe, you know, there's no safe word or anything like that, but I, I think whenever it gets to that point, you're like, hey, you know what? Can we table this conversation yes. right now? Yeah. Um, and then and then pick it up tomorrow. Yes. Maybe after the kids go to school. Yeah. Uh, maybe in between. Let's let's at that point. Hey, if we want to go for it. Yeah. And and take it to that level that we that you feel we need to at, the, at this moment right yeah. here. Let's do it with each other. Yes. Uh, opposed to these little teeny minds and these little teeny faces. Because one of the things, and and I'm not a psychologist. Uh, at least at least I don't think I am. Right. <laughs> okay. Um. It it just feels that wouldn't it be better when your children see that type of behavior with handling a conflict that they could start model that they see you modeling it they might start saying hey i was at school started getting into it with this one kid instead of like nope it's on here we go fist to cuffs or i'm going to yell i'm going to scream hey you know what we got to take a break on this right now because it's about to we're about to get into a huge argument right. so let's talk about this later right i mean i know that's a big thought process for a little kid to, to, to actually implement and start doing, but it's possible that that could happen, right? It absolutely is. And especially if you remember that there's more mimicking, like this is why the modeling is so important that on a subconscious level, like they're, they're taking in what they see and that will inform their behavior out in the world not even from a conscious, like, I'm going to be just like my parents. It's, it's more like they're showing up in the world in a way that is reflective of what they've seen their parents do, because that's what they're looking for. They're looking for, oh, I guess this is how I'm supposed to be in the world. The other real enormous opportunity here is first, as always, doing the work yourself as an individual and with your partner, and then taking this to your kids through conversation is everyone is allowed to have their feelings. What we are not allowed to do, um, or if I put it into a positive, into a positive um, uh, tense, what we are responsible for doing is not vomiting those feelings all over other people. So here are my feelings. 
my job is to, of course, try to understand where are they coming from? Like, what is it about this that's making me so angry or so sad or so frustrated or so whatever? And, and then communicating those. Right now, I am feeling because you are doing blah, 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 right? You are, you keep, you know, pushing me on the playground or you keep um, saying things to me that feel really, that really hurt my feelings or whatever. Um, giving them those tools and then modeling the same thing. So modeling with your partner, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling really frustrated after a hard day. I, I can't, I can't do one more thing. Could you please handle this? Or um, you you putting one more thing on my plate right now feels like just too much. Will you please? Anything that's modeling for them using words to talk through feelings and take ownership and responsibility for them, not just saying, well, I feel this and I need to get it out of my body, so I'm going to dump it all over you. Uh-uh. Yeah, I think the, those topics that you get into it with your partner, like let's just use an example of like finances. Mm -hmm. Those mm -hmm. type of topics, if you dive into them without, uh, you know, you're at dinner or you're, I keep using the example of everyone making dinner because that's something that we tend to do if at our house where yeah. I can, you know, it can get squirrely sometimes. Because, you know, they're, they're, I am, I'm always throwing food out. We spend so much money on this. And yes. da, 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 you know, boom, boom, boom. And, and a finance conversation. For me, what I've learned, and this is just thrown out to our listeners right now, is that if there are hot points and hot topics between you and your partner, and like, it, it, and it, maybe it's finance, maybe it's uh, why, what, what's going on after school with these activities. Right. This, this is happening here. Just whatever those hot points are, I've learned now that I just, I just take those and I go, you know what? We don't need to have that conversation when the kids are around because there's a chance that it could get a little squirrely for a second and, and not squirrely. Like it's going to turn into a blowout, yep. but it's a potential for, Hey, it could get heated for a minute yes. or it might not, it might not, but there's certain topics that I feel Great. And, and what we, what we've tended to do is take those topics and just say, you know what? Let's have those. Uh, edit, let's have those conversations when our minds are clear yeah. and when the kids aren't around. And then that way there isn't the opportunity for that uh, tension to even uh, bleed into the evening and bleed into the moods of everyone. Because that, that tends to happen too. Because don't kid yourself. If mom and dad aren't talking and you're at the table, the kids pick up on that. Yes. And that's almost, a, uh, in my opinion, more of a, um, uh, a bigger... Uh, I, I feel that it's it. What the word I'm looking for is it, it's harsher on the kids. I, I think if well because they're feeling the energy yeah. and they're they're and then they're expending a whole bunch more energy going. What's wrong? Like exactly. are, are my are my instincts on that there's something going on here because they're telling me that everything's fine, but I can feel the tension in the air. Silent treatment's a nightmare. And it is. So um so no, that's really important, and I think that that's a really good point, Joe. That you know so so again, let's take it back to the beginning. We if you as a couple know that you have hot button issues. Identify those first and foremost as things that you need to look at together in therapy or through lots of conversation or get some great books that will help you, you know, if, if counseling's not an option schedule-wise or money-wise or whatever. But you need to do that work first. Those are signs, if those are always super contentious charged issues, that those are things you need to look at because somebody's ego or both egos are way up in there. It's probably triggering old wounds, whatever. So that's the first step is get yourself right. 
And then in the interim, like while you're working on that, make those be. Here are the things. Let's just not even get into it in front of the kids. And again, if you're both on the same page, then somebody's in violation if they, in front of the kids or over dinner, bring up a, say, finance topic. You you just have to kind of look at each other and be like, hmm, thought we weren't doing that. Could we do that maybe later or tomorrow morning when I'm fresh. Hey, I'd love to talk to you about that, but you remember that's one of the kind of things we're not going to talk about. Right, or right exactly. Now. I'd love to talk to you about that. Can we do that tomorrow morning? Love that. You know, whatever. So so that is really important. And then um, and then the third thing is is to to have some sort of like for all of the other things that you just you don't even know that they're going to be triggering and all of a sudden you find yourself, you know, in the kitchen making dinner, or in the car driving or whatever and you can feel the escalation. Usually we feel it in our bodies really quickly. If you start to feel that or you sense it in your partner, that's the time to say, you know, I can feel that this is going to be difficult. Why don't we table this and let's do this, you know, once we're back home tonight, um, would that be okay? And that whole, like, that's the other thing I'm going to say there is having a conversation and coming to an agreement together is different than one partner saying, we're going to table this for now and we're going to come back to it later. Mm-mm. That's not, that is not a decision that is made in partnership and it will push more buttons to feel like, oh, I'm already not happy with you and you're going to tell me how it's going to be. That's only going to fuel it. What you said at the very beginning of this entire episode was everything that we just spoke about, Anaya, mm-hmm. will only work if it's we. Yes. It's not going to work if it's one part of the relationship, 50% saying, hey, this is the way I'd like to handle it yes. and the other Half is right. like no way. Yes. So, and, but but I will qualify that within that we is each of you as as you know as is human beings saying I am going to take responsibility for looking at why are these things triggers for me. I can only be responsible for controlling my outbursts or my big anger or throwing burners or whatever. You cannot. You don't have control over your partner. So that's where it starts with the I in terms of taking responsibility. Then it moves into a we. Here, let's make an agreement around how we are going to navigate conflict. Um, in general, for the for the for the safety and the health of our relationship, and then by extension for our children, and um, and and remembering that the idea is not the absence of conflict. The idea and the goal is when we move through conflict, which we are inevitably going to do. Do we have enough tools in our individual and in our we toolbox to do this in a way that will model for our children the way that we would want them? to to move out in the world. And then the final thing I would say, because this always applies, we are human. We are not going to get it right every time. And so when you get it wrong, there is still an opportunity for a teachable moment to come back to your kids and say, hmm, so you know what? We were talking about that and we kind of got out of, we kind of got out of control there. We were both having really big feelings. And I'm sorry that that happened to had to happen in front of you, but I want you to know that we're okay. We are, we are still like, just like you're learning new things in school or whatever, we are still learning how to be good humans, good adults, and good parents. And we kind of screwed up that time. And here's what we're going to work on. And just letting them know, calling them out, calling it out is always a more powerful move as a parent and taking responsibility because there's also modeling in that than just like, let's just stuff it and hope that it didn't affect them because it, it, I can promise you that it did. Absolutely. Uh, for all, for all my people out there, like I, I, Anaya, you, you have such a way with words, but for, for like my people out there, it's, it, it just comes down to this. It comes down to like talking to your partner and saying, Hey, before we blow it and get into a full on, uh, battle between each other, how do we want to navigate a uh, heated conflict, uh, conversations, uh, in front of these two faces? That's how right. do you want to do that? 
Because right now you're talking about the Dodgers, and like I'm a Giants fan, and it'll go. I will. I will get gnarly on you right now in front of these kids. Because <laughs> I'm a Giants fan, right? You know, it's like I. I'm using that as a joke, but I really think that. And I, and I know it's it's it, it, the simple. I, the simpler it is for me, it's easier mm-hmm. for me to understand. Mm-hmm. I think it's just sitting down with your partner and going, "Hey, I listen to Rad Parenting. You know, sometimes you and I bicker in front of the kids. Let's let's not do that anymore because it, it doesn't make you and I look good, and it, it models behavior that I really don't want them to be doing that right. to one another. And also, uh, you know, when we start talking about finances or we start talking about, uh, you know, your mother um, and father moving in with us, uh, my chest gets really tight when we talk about those things. So, um, hey, why don't we do that? in the morning uh, after I've had sleep and in case uh, I say some things that I, I would regret saying in front of these little faces about grandma and grandpa, um, it's just me and you. Yes. Yes. So that was for my crew. Yes. What up? Well done. Well done. All right. It's time to get off the Stairmaster because you just did 32 minutes with Joe Sib and Anaya Bogue. Uh, please keep all of the emails coming in. Radparenting at gmail.com. Also for the beta test group, we have a little space left. All you got to do is email radparenting at gmail.com and you'll be picked to be a part of a special test group that Anaya is putting together. And I can tell you right now, I've seen the outline of this. I've seen what's going into it. It is going to be awesome. And I wish I had uh, these types of tools uh, before I had kids. All right, with all that said, keep those reviews coming in at iTunes. I'm telling you, we're up to like 226, and I love seeing them. Why? Because it uh, lets people know that you're listening to the show, and also um, it helps more people find out about Rad Parenting on iTunes. All right? With all that said, that was my radio uh, voice for the last five seconds right there. It's pretty good, right? Yeah, it's really good. I can say a lot of things without saying the word dude. Yeah. Was that amazing? Oh, yeah. No, that was great. All right, my name is Joe Sib. And Anaya Bogue. You're listening to Rad Parenting. We're out of here. Late. Late.